I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another sexy, unique episode of the Sexy Unique Podcast. Before I get started, I have a few announcements that I need to make. Number one is that I have 870 patrons on Patreon, and that is incredible for a variety of reasons. Number one, if you are a patron of the Sex Unique podcast, you are currently getting access to a patron-only season of this podcast where I recap season one of Vanderpump Rules with a variety of hysterical Lawler guests. And there's one episode up right now going over the pilot with my friend Ed Drosty. It's major. It's like almost two hours long. We watched the first episode of Vanderpump Rules and then just like dug into every single thing about the pilot. And that is available on Patreon. A new episode is going up on Monday with Simon Haas, an artist and a pump head getting into season one, episode two. And I will just be continuing every Monday to update the Patreon with a new episode of SUP. So the only way that you can access it is if you become a patron. And when I get to a thousand patrons, I'm going to do an entire season recapping season two of Vanderpump Rules. So as if you didn't have enough incentive, there's some more for you. The greatest thing is for as little as $1 per episode of Sexy Unique Podcast, you will have access to not only the season one recaps, but also tons of bonus episodes. There's weekly bonus episodes. There's a ton of other levels that you can come in on as a patron, but $1 gets you in. So if this intrigues you, check it out. It's www.patreon.com slash podcast. And it's there that you will get all the info you need to become a supporter of the pod. The Patreon is incredible, not only for the fact that it allows me to make tons of content about my favorite show on television, Vanderpump Rules, but it also 
has allowed me the resources to create other podcasts. And one of those podcasts is a new one that I started. I launched it last week. It's called Saving Sex in the City 3. And I highly, highly encourage you to go check it out and listen to the first episode. Basically, I cannot live in a world where Sex in the City 3 doesn't exist. So I'm creating a new plot for the movie with a very funny guest every single episode. For the time being, new episodes of Saving Sex in the City 3 are going to be posted on a bi-weekly basis. So the next one will go up on May 16th. So go check it out. Subscribe. Give me five stars. Leave a stellar review. I promise you it's packed to the gills with lols and you won't be disappointed. I think that about covers it as far as my announcements go. And to bring it back around to the patrons, you are the reason that I do what I do. You are the reason that I made Saving Sex in the City 3. And I just am eternally grateful for your support. It's awesome. And again, if you want to get in on the action, very, very simple. www.patreon.com slash podcast. And now... Without further ado, I give you this week's episode of SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, you. Lara Marie like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, hope you cakes up. London with the beach, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you be both win. Hello again, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I have a very special guest today, another pump head all the way from New York. I'm so thrilled to have her on the show. It's Katie Natopoulos, the senior editor at BuzzFeed News. Did I do that correctly? Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. Oh my God, you're literally the first person I've successfully introduced (laughs) and like haven't botched the name or the job or anything. So it's perfect. Amazing. Um, I am so excited to be on this podcast. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I feel like the last, uh, the last few few weeks or months i guess um lindsey weber uh who had been a previous guest uh had told me about this podcast and i listened to an episode and then immediately listened to like just hours and hours Uh. and hours (laughs) like so many episodes um so i think i finally have gotten back to the end of this like the beginning of season six oh wow uh, in the podcast like you know in a weirdly short amount of time. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> um, but it's been like a very weird, like, K-hole of my brain space where like, you know, the the shows, I mean, the, it's, the season's been going for what, 21 episodes. And so it's yeah. been, been months of every Monday I watch it. And then Tuesday through Sunday, I listen to podcasts about it. <laughs> and it's like literally all I think about now. Yeah, it's taken over my entire life similarly as well. Um, <laughs> this is my life now. This is just how it is. It's Vanderpump um, 24-7. Yeah. I feel like it's both a good and bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I guess actually I don't know where the good part would be. Um, I think it's good. Like for me, 
it's weirdly like helped me out in like a really rough time in my life. Like in a lot of ways, I feel like Vanderpump Rules has saved my life. So I'm choosing to make it like a good thing. I I hear that. I mean, it's funny. I feel like I sort of I similarly to this podcast, I came into Vanderpump sort of late in Vanderpump life. Um, I only started watching about a year and a half ago when um, I had just had a baby and I was on maternity leave. And I like binge watched four seasons, like lying on the couch at like six in the morning. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it, that was a really like, you know, in a lot of ways, really dark time. And I think that like Vanderpump Rules really helped me through it because it was like I needed something where it was like the dumbest possible thing on television that like I didn't really have to think about. I could just like lie there and like drool and be like, like, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't challenge. It doesn't challenge the mind mostly it like but it challenges the spirit. But it also uplifts your spirit because you're just like, wow, my life could never be this bad ever yeah no matter what choices i make like i'm in control i got this it's all gonna be okay (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah it's like therapists instead of prescribing like zoloft should just be like i think you should go watch season two of vanderpump rules in like 48 hours and then like report back and let me know what you think (laughs) or like one episode a day they could actually do that one episode a day through season six and then check back in and see if you're still depressed. Yeah. Well, you know, I wonder, I mean, I, I guess like, I guess there are people who watch this and are like, Oh, I'm really jealous of them. Like, I wish I had their lives. Like, yeah, they're beautiful and fun. And like, they have exciting, glamorous lives. I, I hate my own life. Like, I, I guess there's people out there who like, this makes this, sh- this makes them feel bad yeah maybe i think that that might be like a rural reaction i I don't know i mean if i I don't know i i shudder to think of what your life state is if you're looking at vanderpump rules and being like jealous and sad but i mean i've had moments of like jealousy and sadness i think as they continue to like glow up and like make hand over fist of cash i like get a little bit more dead inside hmm but, you know, give and take. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into this reunion because there's there's like feels like there's a lot to talk about, but also not a lot to talk about because they like stretch out things over such a long period of time. Yeah. But um, what were your what were your like first reactions about like reunion vibes like where where did you come away feeling like what was your emotional state at the end of this episode so i felt like this episode was a real roller coaster um reunions are weird because like sometimes kind of nothing happens um Mm -hmm. i had just watched right before it like there was a little bit of the housewives of beverly hills which i don't watch with like any frequency i sort of know who they are um and they it was like really sort of like everyone was just friends and they were all kind of happy and i was like this isn't fun yeah um but uh i feel like this started out in a place and it ended in a totally different place yeah very true it took us on like a roller coaster with jacks that i'm not necessarily like i was touched but i'm not necessarily buying into that narrative 
but we yeah. can we can like we can get to that when it comes. So this episode starts out with like a insane like precursor to the inter- to the reunion where they're all arriving like with their garment bags and like getting their glam done, which is this they didn't do that last season, did they? No, I don't think I've not ever to seen the same this, like getting ready montage. Yeah, it was like very much behind the scenes like show business. And Lala arrives in a Lambo. Um I liked her like the the like sticky bra. Mhm. Oh you yeah, know? she's been shilling that on Instagram for a oh, long time. Oh, so this was like Secret Spawn Con. Yeah, this was definitely she a secret spawn con. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, that yeah, that I, she's I, been lacing her boobs together on Instagram for like the past six months, and I'm glad that it got now organically worked into this episode of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lala's like all business. She's like very glam in her Lamborghini. James is chugging Fireball. Kristen's tit like iconically is out. And it's just a, a lot to deal with. Um, what did you think of their like looks? So I have some notes about their looks. Yeah, um, tell me everything. I some of them I thought were like not like I literally don't really like Stassi like looked fine. Like, yeah, you know. Um, uh. So Brittany's boobs, I thought, actually looked really weird. You could see the tape under her dress, like where she had taped the edges so that it wouldn't like go off, like that fashion tape that's like double-sided. Oh, maybe that was it. It was just yeah. a really like, it was just, it was a strange garment that like, I don't think, what, I mean, like, this is kind of all of them, right? Like, it is not flattering. No, there's them. always something that's off you know they can't no one can ever just like nail it 100 i don't think i've ever seen anyone on vanderpump rules like nail it 100 there's always like some weird variable and britney also her like i need to talk about her rogue braid that like wrapped (laughs) around one side of her head and like came down and acted as like a braid bra to her one boob on the side it was really throwing me I kind of liked that she was like doing something with her hair other than just having it be like long and straight and down. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like when I look at her hair, I'm like, her hair is so boring. Like it's always just kind of like straight and it looks really heavy, like on her head. Yeah. But it's nice to see like a little something going on with it, I guess. True. What shocked me about her hair, I think this was last episode when she went to like the Tom Tom opening party or there was something where her hair was like wet, like she left the house with her hair wet. And then it just like magically dried into like a pretty nice like air dry look. Mm-hmm. And I was just like shocked that that much hair can just dry organically and like look fine. I feel like she has like four inches too much. Yeah, definitely. It's like, a little it's too long. Weird. Like I feel like when your hair is that long, it almost like starts to not look like it's part of your head. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like like hyper conservative, like Christian. Like I grew up in Oklahoma City, and I feel like I knew like really serious Christians that had like hair that was past their butt, like they could sit on it, and it was always <laughs> like, what the fuck. <laughs> um, I. I would say, like, the worst dress person, in my opinion, 
honestly, Ariana. Oh, see, I liked that color, but there was something going on in like the chest area where it was yeah. like there was not a like she forgot a bra or something it's like so that. Because Ariana is like always the sort of most fashionable person, and like she has such a great body, like everything looks good on her, and then. Mm-hmm. This, like, the pink was cute, but also, like, she didn't have very much, like, jewelry or anything going on. But, like, it was just sort of weirdly plain and, like, didn't fit well while she was sitting, maybe? Yeah, it was kind of, like, bunchy in some places. Yeah, and there was a, there's a scene later where she has, like, gotten up and she's, like, talking to Shayna in Mm -hmm. the dressing room. And it's, like, all wrinkly. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a mess. Yeah, all sorts of wrinkles, and I was it, like, like if I was Ariana, boy, I, I I'd like to look like that, you know? Like, oh my god, I are would you not kidding? wear that dress? No, I would not wear that dress. I would be like making everyone furious with like my body con, like tits out, ass out looks all the time. Yeah, and like usually she does. Like usually yeah. she looks great, but this was weirdly like it was sort of not as glamorous as i wanted her to be it was not as like flattering to her amazing figure Mm -hmm. um it kind of was like sad in the boobs almost Um, yeah it was a little there were seemed a little deflated yeah um katie's look was the most abrasive for me i think maybe a toss-up between i don't know yeah i i was just i can't with like a velvet terry cloth robe different crosses yeah, like, she was like d- having a subtle nod towards the Met Ball theme. Right. <laughs> um, I would just like to say, speaking of the Met Ball, I was like furious looking through, uh, you know, sort of simultaneously of watching Vanderpump Rules, also seeing like, you know, pictures of Met Ball. And I was like, I cannot believe Amber Valletta would show up to the Met Ball on this night, the night of the reunion where they're going to talk about Rob. I know. I just need to know like everything that she knows about like sheena like she's met sheena hasn't she i have no idea i have no idea how close amber yeah. and rob are i i wonder about them all the time really yeah like i just am like when i found out that that was the connection it made me like rob more and then when he turned out to be so awful like i hated him and then it was just like how do i reconcile the fact that like one of my favorite models is also related to rob's parks valetta robert parks valetta i bet that they are not very close and part of my reasoning for this is that like because they have the same last name they probably have the same dad which means they have different moms which means they probably grew up in different houses Mm, okay so they probably didn't grow up like they probably both lived with their moms growing up and like so they you know maybe saw each other on weekends or holidays but like didn't like live together as kids and then amber became like a model and like traveled all over you know like models start when they're like 14 or whatever so yeah probably really young she's like out of the house in milan or whatever maybe at like you know in their 30s they've reconnected like living in los angeles together or whatever yeah but mostly she's like checked out yeah but i bet they weren't like close growing up yeah i can see that too um uh, that makes me feel like a lot more secure (laughs) (laughs) but if i ever if i ever see amber or like just happen to get introduced to her through some like 
miracle, I'm going to have no choice but to ask her about Rob and Sheena. Yeah. So I, I hope would, that she's yeah, definitely that chill would be with that. Good. Yeah. Um, so like similarly, if I ever was to meet John Mayer, like I would have to find a way to like bring up Sheena at some point. Like I, there would just not, I wouldn't be doing my, I wouldn't be being my truest self if I didn't like Wait, ask him about it. I, so, okay. Here's part of my problem. I, I guess this is not a problem. Um, I, uh, my experience of the Vanderpump universe, I like to say strictly, uh, canon what's mm-hmm. on the show. So I feel like there's a lot of their activities that goes on outside of canon that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And anything having to do with Shayna and John Mayer is not canon and I do not know about. Yeah. And, oh, so I mean, you I, don't... I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with what this is. Oh my God. They, they like hooked up back in what? the day. Pre Shay. Yes. John, she was working at like a cigar and like, whiskey bar in LA and John came in and I guess they like she went over to his house and like had sex with him a couple times and then she gave this eight minute long interview that you can find online I'll send it to you it is insane some reporter interviewed her for eight minutes about what it was like to hook up with John Mayer and it's the darkest most fascinating thing because she basically reveals that they like fucked a couple times and she always went to his house and he never came to her house and like he loves emojis oh my god but could you imagine john mayer at her house knowing what her apartment looks like no 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 <laughs> one should be no one should subject themselves and, like, to presumably that presumably this is her like her current apartment is the nicest apartment she's ever lived in right you know yeah no it's nice it's like yeah it's she's at the top right now so it could only have been like way way darker yeah it's like hard to imagine but then when you kind of start to like poke around on craigslist like if you're in los angeles and have ever tried to like move you have a sense especially in west hollywood of like what the apartments are that like we're dealing with with these people but they still can't like no one can really get the apartments right either on this show so it seems like Stasi's is like fine, but she just paints it. And that's like kind of what makes it sets it apart. Right. I mean, I think that it's not that the apartments are so bad and that like they're small or dark. It's just like it's the decor. I mean, like Shayna's with her like I mean, when she was with Shay, like the giant like canvas dot com, like wedding photos. Like now there's just like it's weird, more terrible, like shutterfly art. Um, like it's just photos of her with and like a leather couch with like cup holders in it yeah. and like it's just, it's like a whole thing Ooh. Ooh. um stassi did you notice her hair is like very yellow i guess i didn't notice that i when i watched the episode last night i was like kind of stoned but i was like is it me or is her hair like yellow and then i watched it again today to take notes and i was like confirmed yellow which huh. was just throwing me um andy introduces everyone and then when he gets to lala he says the like he comments on her hoop earrings and she goes the bigger the hoops the better the blowjob okay i wrote that down (laughs) in my notes too because i was like the thing was like literally everyone was like what like it was awkward and uncomfortable (laughs) and andy was like like no one expected like it doesn't make any like is that a saying i don't know maybe it is a saying 
<laughs> no, I don't think it is a saying. I don't still don't understand like how it makes sense. And then I just like pictured like her man like pulling on her hoops like while she was blowing him. And I was like, <laughs> that is like that seems painful and like like not sexy. But then I put together on Instagram her man is always calling her hoopies. I think that's his like nickname for her. Oh my god. So hoops are like a real sexual thing for them oof, oof. tbd on how but they are um jackson britney reveal they're together stassi and patrick have broken up sheena and rob have broken up but lala and her man are still together thank god um so they first like get into andy is asking jackson britney about like what happened and like why they're together still and Brittany just says like okay so first it starts off with Jack's being like I just have to say like I love you like and then kisses Brittany and then they like launch into their story but like I just really I just don't trust Jack like I have to just like get that off my chest and I don't think that like I have a lot of empathy for him and like what he's been through but I just don't like I'm not buying anything he's selling. Yeah. So this is like, I, I feel like in that moment, I like bought it. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, so sort of sincere. And like, I think weirdly the thing that like sort of surprised me was how Brittany kind of explained like, when she explained like why she had sex with him right after she found out about the cheating, like her explanation of that was like kind of made sense in like an emotional way. Like it made it seem like she was in touch with her emotions and her thoughts and her like desires and feelings about the relationship in a way that I had never like assumed that she had that level of sort of understanding or her ability to like, talk about that Mm -hmm. um and i was like wow like maybe these two are really like deeper than i realized like they i there was a lot of different things that they both said especially jacks that made me think that he's in therapy now yeah like a lot of like therapy type of language being used um and i was like wow like i think that like you know, like, wow, like, I, I, I'm i buying it. Like, he's changed. Like, mm-hmm. he's been really thoughtful and, like, you know, he's contrite and his, like, apology to, you know, his, his girlfriend seems real and, like, he kind of tried to seem like points, like, make amends with other people and, like... I was like, yeah, I'm totally buying it. I'm totally buying it. Like, Jax is bad. You know, he's changed. He's a changed man. He's a good guy now. Underneath all that, he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, like, definitely last night I had that kind of same reaction, too. But then today I find myself to be, like, much more resistant to it. And I don't know if it's because I just haven't eaten that much food today and, like, I'm in a weird mood or if, like... (laughs) I don't know what, like, I don't know if maybe I just want Jax to be a monster to, like, prove that men are trash or, like, what I, what I really get out of being, like, Jax is awful and that's just the way it is and, like, he's unredeemably bad. Well, I will definitely say that, like, I felt that way for the first half of the show Mm -hmm. and then my opinion of Jax changed. It was, it was 180. 
yeah. the second half. So yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's just back to being a sociopath, like, evil guy again. Like, maybe <laughs> not to Brittany or, like, maybe I take him at his word of, like, he's not, like, he's not going to cheat again. I mean, I don't really take that at his word, but, like, he he behaved very poorly in a way that did not show that he's a changed man in yeah. the, the later part of the show. Yeah, like the the like outburst and like him being like angry and holding everyone hostage with his rage. I was like this is insane. Like this is like a coke fueled meltdown again. Yeah. And like it was it was like misogynistic in like particular ways and like you know like really just sort of nasty um, mm-hmm. in, and like vindictive and cruel in a way that was just sort of thoughtless and also like selfish and like I was like oh yeah, yeah Jax is back <laughs> yeah He's yeah Jax again. <laughs> hasn't changed like we need to live in a universe and a world where Jax just is Jax at all times because if he changes like that throws everything out of whack like science and physics like can't handle changed jacks yeah like we get thrust into like an alternate universe if that happens yeah it's funny i feel like he has gone through he's gone through this change of like being kind of like a funny bad guy like to towards the like the end of this reunion show like he was just showing true colors of being like, oh, just a horrible, horrible asshole. And not even a way of like, oh, he's a bad boyfriend. Like, he was just being like a horrible person. Yeah. Like, to everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, like, his his evilness has not aged well over the course of the series, I think. No. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> not. <laughs> like, it sort of started as, like... And I feel like that's actually, like, a lot of the other people have gone the other way, where they sort of maybe started out as, like, sort of a villain, and then you, like, warmed on them, like Kristen. Um, but, like, he's, you know, started as a quasi-villain, but, like, a lovable villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's, like, you're, like, oh, no, you're actually just, like, a very bad person. Yeah. And it's interesting how that ties in with his like physical appearance, because I feel like when you're hot, you can get away with a lot more, which is like exactly kind of what's happened to him. Like he turned into like has like the physical appearance of like a centaur, but not like a hot centaur, (laughs) like (laughs) a mean centaur and then now everyone's like over his bullshit whereas like season one he was still like hot with like his old nose and old face and like it was just kind of like god he's so like silly that jacks guy like you know what i mean and i feel like that is a like looks i mean looks are definitely a sort of social currency like in the world we live in but like on this show in particular they're for some of the characters on the show, a very like they it's just I can't help but like notice correlations between like how a, someone is looking and how their appearance is and like how they're being perceived on the show. Um, this brings me to my uh, my number one conspiracy theory about the show. Um, yes. Spill. Which, which is that Lisa and Jax have fucked. OK, I was not thinking that, but now I am because you said it. <laughs> So here's my theory, is that they fucked sometime before the show ever aired or filmed, but, mm-hmm. like, in the recent past. 
and that there was always like lingering uh, sexual tension between them. Um, but now she's over his shit. And that yeah. like, I think part of it was like seeing him with a like serious significant other was like a turnoff for her. That makes a lot of sense. Like I see like, and also the way that she gets mad at him is like not the way that an employer gets mad at an employee or even like someone that's like younger who they have a soft spot for. It feels like very personal and like coming from a place of like romance, like past romance or like a sexual dollance of some sort. I yeah. feel like that's sort of that's the thing that has always been weird about it. Like the way that she gets the way that she's either always like, oh, Jaxi boy, like mm-hmm. and she calls him that like she sort of is like, ha ha ha. He's so naughty. Like it for like that for the first handful of seasons, like she sort of treats it like she enjoys that. Like she kind of loves seeing him crash and burn in his romantic endeavors because she like kind of loves that he's like this kind of quasi available sexual being Mm -hmm. and um and then like when he's kind of not that anymore and also has like morphed into a centaur um (laughs) she has lost she's finally lost interest in him and is like angry at him but is also like partly reject like the, the the way the weird anger she has for him in the final episode where she's like hand me a resignation is like that's yeah that's not like how you deal with an employee or like yeah or when she when she has the beverly hills lifestyle magazine party and yeah. she's like you're an asshole you're just an asshole it's like yeah. no that's like, not you like up 20 minutes late like yeah it's not a big deal like that was mm-hmm. the that was one of the part like the moments where i was like oh they like they definitely fucked like i was like yeah maybe i was because my i think one of my original theories was that lisa and peter fucked um because she also seems to really love him but he's like so weirdly like asexual i feel like yeah maybe not but I yeah think, he like, doesn't se- have a very sexy vibe yeah i feel like um i stand by my theory um i think it is a i think it i think it holds water yeah, I d- I think you're on to something for sure. Like, I have a ton. Like, yeah, there's Ken's so many theories. Her, you know, no, Ken is like. I think that Ken is more of a biz. They're more like business partners together, and have been able to like make a lot of money. And their marriage is very much like partnership based. Mm-hmm. But like, I heard so many rumors, or at least conspiracy theories, that like she like when Cedric lived with Ken and Lisa that she fucked cedric or like they all fucked wait who's cedric do you remember cedric from season one of real housewives of beverly hills he was like the hot gay guy who like lived with lisa and ken god i do not remember that oh my god he lived with them for a season (laughs) and then like i think it was season two he was just gone and they had gotten in like a huge fight and had had a falling out but she's always kind of taken these types of guys in like she loves like a wounded hot male bird yeah yeah and like so Jax is like so like he has such like a sexual charisma that i feel like that they're just, both cheeky and they yeah. can both like flirt yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of scenes in the sort of early on ones where he's like, where she sort of shows up to the bar and he's like so flirty with her. Sort of. Yeah. In a way and that's she, not like for the cameras. Like it's kind no. of how they act. 
Yeah. And she like leans in and kind of presses her boobs together. And then mm-hmm. he's like, ha, and like smiles. And then they just like stare back and forth while he like pours her a glass of rose. Mm-hmm. And like, like makes silly sexual comments to each other. There's one time where like he goes to her house with like Tom or someone and like he finds like the naked picture of her and he's like wearing her robe and like clearly it's like it that's a weird scene where he's like talking about how hot she is and stuff yeah and then also like the way she's rubbing his back in this whole reunion like she's very physical with him in a way that i was like okay lisa like enough hands off yeah and it was just like i kept noticing that and was weirded out by that (laughs) (laughs) anyways i think that's my theory i stand by it I love it. I'm excited. I hope that's like we get like some truth eventually. <laughs> I don't think we ever will. But we I, might that's, not. That's the beauty of my theory is like we'll never know. Yeah. Um, Andy asked Jax finally like we get some follow up about the old woman that Jax like had sex in either in front of or like in a one room over <laughs> and like I cannot believe it took 21 episodes from that bomb being dropped for someone to ask like what the fuck because that's been like my hugest like I just don't understand how no one is like cares to even ask a single follow-up question so Jack says he didn't know about the old woman being there but he was like it looked like an old woman's house but like I don't like yeah i he was like it looked like it did look like an old woman's house but i didn't know there was an old woman in there like where did he think he was like i think he thought that like faith just had the like decor sensibility of an 86 year old woman yeah or he didn't question it he's just like only concerned about his boner and so wherever you tell him to come fuck you like he'll come anywhere to fuck you yeah yeah (laughs) i love like i just would love to know what was going through his head when he like came in the house he's like wow there's like plastic on the couch and like weird crochet stuff like what yeah like Like, the anti-macasters over the the couch or whatever (laughs) he's like "Mm, whatever let's fuck (laughs) (laughs) and then britney no one also like i feel like Andy asks questions to Jax, but like no one really like tries to go in and get like answers and no one really follows up with Brittany in the sense that like she makes a comment. She's like, well, I feel horrible for that woman and for whoever hired her to like take care. Like, but it's like, that is not the bit like faith is not the one like at fault in this situation. Like certainly she's at fault for like not, taking care of the old woman but like it is not her fault that Jax slept with her right and i feel like that's like all the girls kind of have like gotten on like faith's ass about that a little bit like on social media or just like on the show and it's always like she's such a whore and like a liar but like i don't know it just bugs me i always assumed in the situation that it was like a relative of Faith's because I don't think that Faith is like running an adult daycare business on the side or like, like the kind of people who are do like in home elder care are usually like, you know, I don't know, like licensed or something. Like I don't, I don't see Faith just doing that as a part-time job in addition to being a server at Sir. 
Yeah, like, she had um she was on this other Vanderpump podcast, Vanderpump Rules Party podcast or Vanderpump Party podcast, and she had said like what the origin story was of her like caring for this woman, but I forgot it. So Oh, okay. I but it's like I think it was either it was maybe a family friend or she like answered a flyer or something like that. Oh. Either way, it was like not really a good sitch for anyone. Yeah. Well, yeah you live and you learn um jack says he doesn't know why he cheated and it could have like it could have been with anyone it could have been with a hole in the wall but it was just with faith because she was the one paying him the most attention at the time and like britney's reaction like when she's like i pay you the most attention like i pay you more like it's like she just doesn't understand like how adult relationships work that are like healthy kind of yeah i yeah i definitely don't think she does because then she wouldn't be in a relationship with Jax. yeah because like she and she goes back and she said this a lot but she's like i like i thought you were changing like things are really good like i thought i was making you change and like it's like no one has ever taken britney aside and been like hey that's like not how relationships work so I mean, the other girls sort of try to, right? Or they, yeah. they, I feel like they come at it from the wrong angle. They just go, Jack sucks. You're better than him. Let's set you up with Adam or whatever. Like, that's yeah. sort of not the, that's like, not the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, none of, no one had on the show. And this is what kind of makes it so amazing and what makes me like, wrinkle my nose at like jack's using kind of therapy terms when he's like describing his behavior is something i like and hate about the show is that no one has any sort of like self-help vocabulary Mm -hmm. and it like all their attempts to like right any wrongs are very misguided and like so off the mark so i (laughs) selfishly prefer they always keep it that way I feel like there were a couple moments in here where I feel like there was sort of like self-help therapy language. Like there was like shortly when they were talking about this, there was a moment where he says something about like deflecting when they're talking Mm -hmm. about James, I guess. Like he's like, oh, like uh, you're deflecting, you're deflecting or something. And then there's another moment later on where Kristen is like she walks across the thing and like hugs him and is like, I love you, but you're misdirecting your anger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you learned, you, like, you didn't, like, Kristen Doty did not come up with the term misdirecting your anger, like, on her own. No, she's definitely been in therapy for a long time. Yeah. But, like, she's kind of an example of, like, once you start to, like, stabilize and, like, do the self-help work, you become far less interesting of a person. And that, yeah. in terms of like being a pers- a cast member on Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> by all means, if you're if you're doing that, you become a better person in life. But we're like Vanderpump Rules exists in the universe where you need to be like fucked up in order to be entertaining. Yeah, and for so the record, like, I do think that Kristen and James hooked up. Yeah. Oh, same. I hardcore believe that. I think that they maybe didn't have sex. I think they hooked up. Like, I think or they, they like, hooked up around. Yeah, fooled around, made out, like something happened. And I feel like maybe one of them actually like blacked out. I actually got a really good email from one of my patrons. I'm going to read it because it has a really good, um, she made a really good point and had a solid theory. 
Catherine says, apologies if this Kristen slash James theory has already been floated in the Facebook group. I haven't joined because I don't trust them with my Vanderpump feelings data. (laughs) It's just too personal. (laughs) But my friends are sick of hearing me talk about this. So here we are. This season, the producers have been bringing the receipts over and over, diving deep into the archives to illustrate years-long patterns of behavior. So it seemed extra odd that the footage that could confirm or deny the Kristen and James hookup simply doesn't exist. Then I realized that between Kristen and James, at least one of them was blackout and doesn't remember what happened. And the last time reality television captured a blackout hookup was the Bachelor in Paradise scandal from over the summer. I have to imagine all reality television producers were a little chastened by the accusations that the Batch producers had watched and filmed a woman being raped. So I can totally imagine that Kristen and James' mutual inability to consent made turning off the cameras a legal must. I think Kristen remembers less than James. She's obviously a little traumatized. And if she can't find out what happened from the footage slash producers, then she's beholden to what James says happened, which terrifying. He's the totally the type to say nothing happened, then take it back mid reunion. If you or anyone from your well-connected industry guest network has any intel on how producers handle drunken hookups, perhaps especially in the wake of bachelor in paradise, I think it'd be interesting intel for your devoted listeners, including yours truly. Wow. I think that that, that so was that's like really dark. Because yeah. It never occurred to me in all like permutations of what might've happened that like sexual assault was one of the things I, I yeah, I, I didn't assume that it was like they were just both really into it, like wasted and into it on the bachelor. No, uh, I, uh, on, on Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think it goes as far as like any sort of sexual assault, but I definitely I can see where it's like if two people are blackout drunk and we don't like as producers don't want to get into the same realm or have any sort of like weirdness after the fact, then maybe we'll just never show this footage or like well nothing will ever happen with the footage. Yeah. But I that's interesting to think about like the what if what if any fallout has happened since the bachelor in paradise like if some if like producers have changed the way they film certain scenes or like when it comes to characters on a show having sex like how they handle that yeah i mean you would think that the way they would like course correct would be to not overserve them but yeah as we know but, it's not really you can't you know. tell tom schwartz not to black out <laughs> no and side note i found out that the producer's pay for three they'll pay for the first three drinks of the cast of what for any sort of scene so but they're only i would assume that they would pay for all the are are you surprised that they pay for any drinks or that they only pay for three i mean if they paid for all the drinks the budget of this show would be like (laughs) like four million dollars ahead like so i understand like i feel like all they need and the three drink thing is smart because like Two drinks will maybe get you like kind of buzzed, but if you're like really a heavy drinker, you're going to need at least three drinks to like pass the blood brain barrier before your alcoholism like kicks in and you have like a desperate need for a fourth. So they're just like lighting the fire (laughs) and allowing the cast to fan the flames, which I think is like pretty smart. But see, I think that three in a weird way is like a bad number because I think it also like that's the point at which like you might go, well, I guess if you, you know, they make, I mean, this, this, I guess this gets into like the biggest confusing Gordian knot for the audience to understand, which is like how much money do these people actually have? But Mm -hmm. I feel like if 
three drinks would be the, like, that's the time where, like, especially if you know that the cash bar, like, has kicked in, you're like, ugh, do I want to stay for another? Like, I don't know. Like, you know what? I, I already had three. Like, maybe it's time to tap out. Like, that's kind of how I would feel. Yeah, but, like, you're, like, a sane person that, like, probably doesn't have a drinking problem. <laughs> like, and you have to consider, like, we're dealing with Tom Schwartz, who just, like, goes into a fugue state and, like, just, like, drowns in Coors Light. So... Oh, God. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, I think the Coors Light is really dark. Yeah, the Coors Light's, like, one of the darkest things about Ooh. the show. Ooh. Speaking of Tom Schwartz, Andy asks him why he's so loyal to Jax, and then Schwartz, <laughs> he's, like, says a variety of things, but, like, the mo- thing that most stuck out to me was he's, like, you know, Jax and Tom, like, they're my first friends when we were here, and they got me my agencies, so, like, he basically says he has no choice but to be, like, to give them undying loyalty because they got him as modeling agencies. Oh my God. I, you know, it's funny because I sort of forgot on the earlier seasons that like Jax was a model. Sort yeah. Of. That it's that was like his size, <laughs> side gig. You know what yeah. I realized they don't do anymore when I was thinking about that is they don't do the calendar shoot anymore. <gasps> oh yeah. They didn't do one this season. That's no. so sad. I know. They did that last season. Because I think not enough of them actually work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I don't know. I feel like I know a lot of, like, pump heads, but I don't know anyone that's bought a calendar. And I don't even know where those calendars are for sale, necessarily. Right. I mean, who owns wall calendars, you know? Yeah. They're very <laughs> a th- they're a thing of yesteryear. Yeah. Lisa's got a rebrand. <laughs> But I need like more themed photo shoots because those are actually one of my favorite. Like, yeah, like it was always a really good. I always liked it because it was like you know Jacks and the people who kind of had like mo- you know they could sort of show off their experience. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of a model or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brittany says. Oh, Katie and Kristen have like a really good side moment where they yell, both yell at Schwartz to stop defending Jax. And it was yeah. just like incredible. <laughs> um, he, and like, then, can't, he can't stop himself. That was like so sad. He's like, he couldn't stop. And they're like, stop, stop defending. And like, not even Jax wanted him to be defend. Like, Jax yeah. is like, I, I don't need, like, Jax was like, I'm wrong. I get it. I was bad. And like, Schwartz was like, well, the thing is, Jax's a great guy. And it's like, yeah. not even Jax wants you to say this. <laughs> when Jax is telling you to shut up you really need to like take a step back yeah I'm like so concerned for Tom Schwartz because he seems more and more erratic with every passing moment like he doesn't seem like to be in like a like his state of mind seems like there's something missing yeah I feel like he seems like less and less competent in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, like, he's always yeah. been like, I'm a goofy guy. But it's also like, as you get older, then like being incompetent, like shows more, I guess. But like, yeah. I mean, the drinking is concerning. Um, the drinking is really concerning. But even like when he starts talking and we'll get into like the Tom Tom of it all, because like thoughts are abound there. But like <laughs> Tom, when Tom Schwartz is like talking about Tom Tom, like he's talking about it as though like as a, like he's like a person that does not know what he's saying. Like he doesn't know his role necessarily, or he's like making excuses for some, like he just sounds like an idiot. And I guess it is just like, he's incompetent, but it's also 
kind of like beyond that into just like weird anxiety, like gibberish talk or something. Yeah. It, I mean, like to go back to his weird brothers, like, (laughs) I always forget. I like, I'm always (laughs) trying to forget that they exist. And then someone has to bring them back up to me. (laughs) And I forgive you, but also fuck you for that. (laughs) Like, sometimes I think about like, okay, he's maybe not that different from those weird brothers. He just happened to be born beautiful. Yeah. And like capitalized on that. And like, but he's kind of those, bro- like he's those brothers, but with a beautiful face. Sort of. Yeah. And totally. like, I mean, obviously has done, a- like, he's one of the only ones who went to college, right? Like that's early on. They mention he has like college debt, like in the he- early seasons. He went to college. I don't know if he graduated, but he went to college. I think Ariana went to college. I thought, mm-hmm. weirdly, a lot of them went to college. Sheena okay. went to college. Ariana, Stasi, But not Katie. Because I, I think I remember in the context of Katie talking about, like, I didn't go to college, but Tom did, and he has college debt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, he also, like, she thinks it's cool that he went to college. Yeah. You know, college is cool. College all is the, pretty cool. All the kids out there listening. <laughs> college is cool, guys. <laughs> Study hard and go to college. Yeah, get an education of some sort, lest you end up like one of the Vanderpump Rules cast. Right. Except maybe that's not such a bad thing because they're very wealthy now. There you go. Who knows? <laughs> um, Brittany says she had sex with Jax because it was an emotional, mental thing that she can't explain. And I was just like, yeah, I'll say. Yeah. But I feel like, like, I was impressed with the way that she was able to, like, say that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, when she said, when she's like, you know, I know a lot of women, like, won't understand it because there's a lot of girls that, like, wouldn't go back to someone like him. But, like, I did. It's like, on one side, I'm like, yeah, I get that. But also, like you have low self-esteem. Like, can we just talk about how, like, I mean, that is, like, there's no, I just don't see, like, a reason for her to go back and put herself in that situation. Like, for me, it's not, like, I love you is not enough in that kind of situation. Yeah. And maybe I'm, like, heartless, and but, like, I just don't, I'm just, like, not buying it. Poor Brittany. Poor Brittany. Um, Lala looks incredible and she asked for her job back. She says she felt like Sir was a safe place for her to be in. So that's why she asked her job back, which was made me lol because I was like, it's like the least safe place. <laughs> like actually, like literally now that I think about it, it's like truly not safe because it caught on fire like randomly multiple <laughs> times. So Yeah, Lisa trying to burn down her own restaurant yeah. while you're in yeah. it constantly. That's not safe. <laughs> Um, and then Ariana's like praising Lala and she's like, I knew who you were. And I'm like, so glad everyone gets to see that. And then Sheena's just like, and then I get shit on and like takes Lala to task for making comments about her being tone deaf. And that was just like a beautiful, like Italian kiss moment. It was good. I liked how, um, Tom Sandoval, like also was like, you made fun of my trumpet playing. Yeah. But I think he's trying to troll Sheena. I think, okay, so I have a theory of what's going to happen, like, next season. I think that Sheena is going to get, like, emotionally murdered by everyone. 
Yeah. It's weird. like I think her time is finally like things are going to come to a head. I feel bad because I know that this season you have not been a Sheena fan. And I feel like for most, I mean, other than like her loopy doopy thing about like thinking Rob like loves her when he clearly kind of doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she had gone through, like, I was kind of like, like really into Sheena for a while. I think like particularly in the season, like the Katie Tom wedding season where she was kind of getting like shit on a little bit. Like I felt really bad for her. Like she was kind of like the one maybe like nice person. Like she was kind of often like the nice person who kept like finding herself being yelled at by everybody else. And it kind of wasn't fair. And she was also going through this you know, divorce or whatever. And like, I, yeah, so I so I feel like I was really like Team Sheena, but yeah, I I'm not I don't hate Sheena. I just like I'm fascinated by her. Like I think that she's an essential part of this show and would never want her to get kicked off because like I live for kind of how delusional she is. It's just like she is a on another planet from everyone else, like operating kind of over here when everyone else is over there, and then also. I think that Sheena gets used as like the sacrificial lamb for everyone else. So like no one has to really be held accountable for their actions or like if as long as like we're all shitting on Sheena and Sheena's acting crazy, it deflects from like everything everyone else is doing. So I like her for that reason too. I like her and loathe her for that reason. But I, I truly, I truly am just like into whatever she is selling because it's next level. Yeah, I think that that I think the thing that could potentially happen in the future that would be like devastating would be like for her friendship with Ariana to be ruptured. Yeah, I just still like don't understand. I know. I, what do they talk about? What do they? I talk don't know. About? I truly don't know. Like when I was watching the reunion for a second time today, I was like, "What? Like what's left here? Like why would Ariana like go after?" Her? I'm like, "How are they like?" What is the connection? It's like, I always think of it as, it's like, it would be like if I was like, hey, this is my best friend. And I just like pulled out like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And but, you hung out with that turtle like all the time. Yeah, like, and like, my best friend. Mr. Yeah. Like, and that turtle was like that. <laughs> kind of a dick, but you just had its back. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's totally just like bizarre to me. Yeah, it really does not, it doesn't track at all. And like when Ariana comes to like talk to her and she's like kind of pep talking her, I'm like, I would think that Ariana would be the first person to be like, bitch, you're being delusional. Like you did your makeup thing like last reunion, like last season, like don't do it again. Like, can you just like get back out there? Or like, but I I don't know. It just like, it truly is like mystifying. I don't know. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if that friendship like goes down the tubes, I feel like she knows... Sheena's done. Go go off the rails. I don't know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. 
Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, Lala was telling Sheena, like, Lala getting so mad about, like, you're going to blame your tone deafness on my lyrics? Like, that was incredible. Oh, my God. 
don't come for Lala's lyrics. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but Lala has the number one uh, song on the iTunes dance charts right now. Or electronic. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Boy. Well deserved. I, uh, I well. listened to it. So I'm not like a huge uh, like electronic music fan, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like I listened to this song and I was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> like, no, I no offense to Lala, but it was like eight <laughs> songs mashed into one, and the lyrics were so bad. Like, I respectfully disagree, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's very Rihanna esque, and I'm into it. I was like playing it. I was in Palm Springs this past weekend, and my friends and I were listening to it over and over, and I was just like, <laughs> it was so. It was just so good. It's a so, summer jam. I'm excited to like maybe go to a pool party this summer that where someone's like blasting that song. It's funny that you say it's Rihanna esque because that was like one of the things that I noticed when I was listening to it that like so I, in general a thing that really bothers me about Lala is like what I consider her kind of weird racism of her bizarre yeah. adoption of black slang and black mm-hmm. speech like it's very like not okay yeah and like and it it's not done in a way that is like like there's like a spectrum of cultural appropriation and like on one end is like eminem where it's like hey man like he was raised in this community like he relates to this like it's okay for him to like be a rapper and like talk like this and on the other yeah. one is like rachel dole is owl or something mm-hmm. and like she's somewhere in that spectrum but it's like kind of in the bad end, right? yeah like, she's closer to a dole is all yeah than... it's just like she in some like, interview was like i feel like i have the like spirit of tupac in me and i'm like you can't no, you, you don't. Can't. And like, that's yeah. kind of not, like, it's just like not okay to say that. And how do you not know that it's not okay to say that? Like, her whole sort of like demeanor of like using all this like black slang and like my man and you're going to get popped and like all this stuff is like, it's not like, it's not cool with me. And like, it comes off like, it, I mean, it's like, it's all the problems. It's an act. With, yeah, it's an yeah. act, but it's also And it's like- inauthentic, and that's, like, that's in itself, like, a problem. But then, yeah, I mean, it's not, it definitely is not okay for her to, like, continue and double down on that kind of, like, speech. Yeah, and one of the yeah. things I noticed is in that song, I was like, she's doing, like, some of the ways she says, like, certain words. Like, I think there was something where she was, like, talking, she's like, you know, we dance, like, Dis or something and i was like it's very like specifically a rihanna inflection like sort mm-hmm. of like an island caribbean accent i was like you're just <laughs> doing a rihanna accent in a song like you can't do that <laughs> like she is just doing it and i guess doing like rihanna pronunciation like rihanna has really distinct pronunciations in her song because she yeah. has like an accent because she's from barbados and like lala's just doing a barbados accent she fully is doing a Barbados accent. Like, I am now realizing how problematic my own love of this song is. And I hate that for myself. And I apologize for that. But I also, like, she does, she is just doing a Rihanna voice. She is. Like, she's, yeah. it's totally like, she, like, is just imitating, a, like, a Rihanna voice. And, like, I feel like this is my big problem with Lala in general, which is that, like, Lala would be the like feminist 
icon and beacon like of the show, except mm-hmm. for the fact that like true feminism cannot coexist with racism. And yeah. like she like just because you tell your friends like, hey, you shouldn't take shit from a man doesn't mean that like like it's only like she's only doing like the girl power version of it, but not like the rejection of oppression version of it. Mm-hmm. This got real. This did get <laughs> real. <much>. This is. <laughs> But, but it's like, like, you're bringing up a really good point, though. And that is like, that's a huge oversight on her part. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, I'm a, you know, like, uh, like, she sort of is just all about like, women's solidarity. But like, I don't think that she is non intersectional feminist. No. And I think that like, the women's solidarity thing has been an interesting, like, place to come from with her this season, because like, it's what it's definitely like the pillar or the pedestal that she like puts herself on and what sets her aside from all the other women is she's like fighting for everyone to be friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you take into consideration like shit that she said to and about all the other women on the show, like in the past, like it feels like a very calculated change and shift to like go there. And then also it's like, she comes for like, like she came for Randall's ex or no Randall's ex came for her on social media. Never mind. But I basically, yeah, I agree. The Rihanna voice. It's a lot. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if Rihanna knows about Lala's song and if she has feelings about it. Cause she revealed herself to be like a massive Vanderpump rules fan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I wonder if she's listened to it. Yeah. Like, and Rihanna she- listen, you know, like, she's very Rihanna's cool like, listens sh- to music like yeah if something's the number one on the electronic charts on itunes like to be fair the number two was a remix of the walmart yodeling boy yeah uh-huh. like, i think well. she like just kicked him off the top spot small victories <laughs> um but like but yeah i need to know like rihanna's reaction because i can't imagine she's gonna be a fan of it i also just need to know rihanna's like what her like favorite cast members are because she Katie is like the only person that she follows on Instagram, which really has baffled me. I know. (laughs) Here to drop a real bomb on everyone. Rihanna, I get. I can only assume that she saw. Yeah, music is killing Rihanna, and she was like, "Oh my god, me too!" Like, and then clicked (laughs) the follow. Like, I just can't. Like, so has she really watched Vanderpump Rules? Like, I just have so many questions. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lala says that, oh, so James starts talking and then Lala goes, let's just get it real straight again. My man is Kanye. He's, and James is white Ray J now. Um, yeah, because James is always saying that he's white Kanye. Yeah. And um, Andy was like bringing up everyone that James has like cheated on Raquel with, which is like <laughs> so many people. And he's like, why does everyone want to say they've slept with white Kanye? And then Lala just like interjects in like the most awkward moment of the whole thing. Like they clearly had a huge fight like before this reunion was filmed. But like that was another semi problematic moment. I'm not even sure I understand the metaphor. Like, <laughs> so, is it that like he hit it first before yeah. her man he hit it first okay. and then 
not only did he hit it first, but he's like she's not Kim. as okay, and he's like, yeah, she's Kim. Gotcha. Okay, Randall is Kanye, and James is the white Ray J. Oh, yeah. I like that metaphor. Okay, kind of. it works. It works. It works. I I mean like, I mean speaking of blackout sex, like so I feel like I only recently I, I'm trying to remember under what circumstance i remember like reading about this i guess it was like on some sort of interview like lala talked about like the time that they did have sex like she doesn't remember it mm-hmm. or something like yeah she's like oh i was blacked out like i don't remember anything and it was like yeah like whoever was God, oh, i'm trying to remember now like what it was a really like weird oh it was on, it was on the, the, uh, dirty, the um the dirty, yeah right mm-hmm. and like yeah. nick richie like one of the worst people on earth was like you know actually that's like pretty fucked up that's sexual assault like he weird, like <laughs> when he's the one like waking you up nick Ritchie, n- it's yeah like, it's like we've entered the danger zone yeah like he's a guy who literally his entire like job is people send in pictures of someone who's like an instagram model in scottsdale arizona and he's like she needs breast implants <laughs> like yeah that, that's all he does and he's like actually that's like pretty fucked up that that happened yeah, <laughs> yeah so like lala and james have a very complicated history yeah yeah i really like i i want them to be together i feel like me too i believe in the love story i mean apart from that weird like whatever that was um i when they like had their moment at the showcase it was just like i truly was like this is my kim and kanye like this is yeah. my new kim and kanye yeah there's like, like lala and james they love each other they like, love they each other together like, and they make sense together yeah they like they would support and love each other like you know and they'd be a hot couple yeah it's like i feel like that's a like fatal flaw it's like lala's relationship to her man is so weird because it's like on one hand it's sort of admirable because it seems like perhaps she's in one of the only healthy relationships on the show that like Mm -hmm. i don't know she has like some boyfriend that she's been with for a long time now and like she seems really devoted to him but on the other hand, like, I don't know, like, it's not like there's something fucked up about that relationship, right? Yeah, that relationship is a little bit weird. Like, Just like the the circumstances under which like it happened and then all the NDAs and stuff. And like, I'm like, and he's just like a lot older. And then like you right, bring the like baby bottle into the mix. Like, it's just a yeah there's and a also, lot like th- the general implication like i don't know he's like a old fat greasy guy who just like happens to be rich and she enjoys like his richness mm-hmm. like that no that's not i like i like it makes you appreciate like katie and tom like two <laughs> <laughs> katie could have you know uh you know how lala's saying like oh anyone with a pair of tits you know who looks halfway decent can get a flight on a private jet like that kind of thing like yeah those girls could go have a you know weird creepy like older married boyfriend if they wanted but they don't they love tom schwartz a weird lovable drunk loser yeah i mean katie and tom are like the nice thing about them is that they just took each other off the market and like that's kind of (laughs) like and that's kind of where 
my like how I resolved my feelings about Jackson Brittany, I'm like, okay, just like get each other off the market. So like no one has to be subjected to like the weird relationship dynamics that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. And like, but that's like also, I feel like everyone on this show is kind of that way. I don't feel like James and Raquel are meant to be. And I don't think that they're like lasting I feel like they're single. Like someone told me they were at some James Kennedy, like DJing event. And he was like announcing that he was single now, which like I can only hope I need like a single James Kennedy on season seven of Vanderpump rules. (laughs) I mean, like that's a relationship that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but it's also like, I mean, it tracks. I don't know what's up with Raquel. (laughs) You, I think you're the only no person one has ever who known. loves Raquel. Like, I love her. I love everything she does. Like recently she was modeling at like a mall and like <laughs> she just cut these like wispy bangs that make that are really like they don't make any sense. Raquel is like mentally in seventh grade. Right. Well, yeah. You know, I and just, I, like I wonder it. if it's like still waters run deep with her. You know, maybe that's the case. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something there that we just don't see that the cap like the cameras don't the cam- capture. It cannot be captured by modern day technology. <laughs> yeah, when it's just her and James alone, like she gets really real and she has some like amazing, like she's hilarious or, yeah. you know, she does, uh, who knows? <sighs> TBD if we'll get to find out. Um, Katie, oh wait, do you think James and Logan hooked up? I don't. Really? I think I'm the one person who doesn't. You are the one person that doesn't. I You're think- the one percent. I think that, I mean, I think they might have, but I also think that that was put in as like a red herring in the, like, I think that Logan was added as a character specifically to incite these, like, speculations that, like, secretly James was gay and that, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that it never really panned out and he also kind of admitted that he was, had, like, made it up the time that he said it like mm-hmm. i don't know i i i weird like i think it's more likely that james and Kristen hooked up in mexico than i do think it is that james and logan hooked up wow well james stands with you because he says he's never dipped into the men pool in his life and he knows exactly what it's dipped as willie in <laughs> i mean i i don't <laughs> believe that to be perfectly honest but yeah i don't think so um I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that there's like I think there's like a reasonable chance, but I think it's I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think that I feel like it was like a setup a little bit like it was meant to be. I think that they thought, oh, there's no good James plot line this season. We got to get this guy Logan in here, you know? Um, yeah. And then it turns out like there was because like he probably hooked up with Kristen. Yeah, I think that, like, maybe James and Logan had a thing going, like, prior to filming, and then they tried to get into it, but, like, James, like, that storyline was just shut down so quickly and, like, fast and furiously that, like, I feel like maybe, like, it's not the time that James is going to feel comfortable, like, saying he's bi. Yeah, it was really weird. It was, like, Logan was on for, like, three episodes, and everyone like, was, like... hugely on. yeah. And then yeah. like, disappeared and did not appear for like the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, everyone starts to talk to Stassi about the Patrick of it all. And 
there's like a really amazing moment where they like flash back to all the like the big words that Patrick is using. And then Andy asks Jax if he knows what myopic means. And Jax is like, no, I have no idea like what it meant. But like, I was like, as long as Stasi doesn't know, like I'm safe. And then Andy asked, like, it was like a side moment. He's Andy's like, do you have any curiosity to like look up and like figure out what it means? And Jax is like, no. And then Brittany goes, I don't either. And, then, <laughs> and I was just like screaming because they literally like this entire cat, like myopic is like the exact adjective to like describe like everyone on the cast of this show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I just love like them just being like very complacent with like ignorance is like so real and it makes me love them beautiful it's a beautiful thing um ariana shares a little more about her like abusive past relationship which is like a sad moment yeah it's i have in my notes i wrote um dj Khaled. um (laughs) oh my god yeah because he's like doesn't go down on his wife yeah and it made me like so her she says sort of specifically that like what she didn't like like you know her whole thing in the season was like i'm i feel uncomfortable with my vagina Mm -hmm. um and that then she was saying like i would feel uncomfortable when tom would try to perform oral sex on me like i didn't want that yeah and i was thinking about how like it's like it's people like DJ Khaled in the world that make women feel bad about receiving oral sex. Like that make them think that like, oh, it's a disgusting thing that men hate doing. Like even if Tom is like, I really want to do this. I love it. Please. Like that makes mm-hmm. her completely resistant to him being like, you're beautiful. What are you talking about? Like your vagina is fine. Like, I, you know, like I yeah. feel like DJ Khaled, you're a jerk. That's how I feel. Yo, yeah, he's a fucking sucks. I was like, <laughs> you're delete. I was like, you're deleted after this. Like, love your son. Assad is like a sweetie pie, but like, I can't anymore. But also, it's like all it takes is one guy to kind of make a comment about like your body, like as a woman, like a, a woman's body or anything to like severely negatively affect that. Like, I feel like it's not something that goes both ways as much, yeah, as it does. And like men just need to be more careful with their words. And I've actually never, I've like, I mean, maybe I had granted, I'm not like around straight men, like basically ever anymore, but like I have not, I've heard more women like talking shit on like other women's vaginas. than I've heard like men talking shit, like saying like, I feel like whenever a man experiences a vagina, like a straight man, he's pretty excited about the whole thing in general yeah i i don't ever uh i don't think i've ever heard well i don't think i've ever heard anyone like talk shit about anyone's vagina yeah like i'm i'm remembering like did you watch the hills were you a big hills person oh right yeah i remember all that yeah i remember that was like a big thing but yeah my assumption was always that it was like it was made up like that yeah they, like it was just like, like a mean it was a mean like meme that they were saying like your vagina looks gross like the, yeah they knew that was sort of the meanest thing like not only is it going to be humiliating for you to have this out here but like it's not even hot and good like it's mean. like 
like it was such like psychological warfare because like i'm sure if she did have a sex tape like whatever i'm sure it's like fine and whatnot but like or just like the doubling down of like they thought the sex tape was gonna get put out there in the world and then like when heidi and spencer didn't like get the pleasure of like elsie having a sex tape like downfall they just like doubled down in a way that was like so cruel and just like still made like it still stung just as bad like i remember it so clearly to this day as being like i was like whoa that's a burn well it's also like it's quite clever in a evil burn in that like you don't need to see what her vagina looks like to remember that someone's like it's almost just as effective to create a rumor that said she has a gross vagina as it would be if anyone could actually i mean partly because like i mean the concept of a gross vagina doesn't really exist right like no Mm -hmm. one's like i feel like it's also like even if it was like somehow like i don't know like i i don't know who knows the gross vagina narrative is just like i don't know it's just like it's interest. It's always been like an interesting narrative to me because I've never really like I've never really been. I've always been in the camp that's like literally every vagina looks different. Just kind of like most dicks look different, and it's right. fine. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with incels. Um, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the incel community of involuntary incelibates. Um, yeah, and like the guy who drove a van into a crowd in Toronto a couple weeks ago was like mm-hmm. revealed to be part of that community and like. They're sort of evil and they hate women. And they have this whole like lingo that they make up where like guys who have sex, like the cool, awesome jock captain of the football team is a Chad. And then there's like Stacy's who are like the hot sluts or whatever. And those are the people who like they have these unattainable sex lives that they can't ever have. Um, and they, you know, they aspire to be these people. But one of the other thing, like one of the other terms that they use is a roasty. Um, which is to describe women who have sex with, like, a lot of men, which, like, you know, is just, like, normal people. Like, any, like, I think in their mind, they think anyone who has sex with, like, more than, like, one person is a lot, because they've never had sex Mm -hmm. with anyone. Yeah. But, um, the idea is that having sex with a lot of people will physically change the look of your vagina, to create a roast beef style like vulva, um, mm-hmm. which is you know just medically untrue that like, yeah. having sex with many people does not change the outward appearance of your vagina, um, mm-hmm. but like that. So maybe it's kind of like, in a way, is Spencer Pratt an incel? Maybe. Maybe Ariana's ex-boyfriend sounds like an incel. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, yeah. The whole like idea of saying that like vaginas are ugly and like ascribing a vagina being ugly to possibly like you've had sex with too many people, therefore your vagina is ugly, is like a very hateful thing to say. Yeah, it's really twisted, and also to like set like some sort of standard of beauty for vaginas when there's really i mean there's not necessarily like a standard of beauty for dicks like i guess like you can make fun of guys like dick size or whatever yeah but that is very different like that's very different from like the vagina conversation it's weird because it's like i I, you know like i know that some people are like they are like want to be really positive and they're like all vaginas are beautiful but it's like i think like all vaginas are just 
fucking hideous, right? Like, <laughs> is a nightmare. Like, all of them are like on a scale of one to ten. They're all an eleven on nightmare scales. Like, good grief! <laughs> like myself included. Like, he get like the whole apparatus is a nightmare. Like, yeah. Like, it's a lot to navigate at at any given time. There's like so many balls in the air in a vagina. Yeah. So like there's no there's no better or worse. They're all horrible. But it's like someone decided that there's like one vagina that's like the most perfect looking vagina ever. And then if it's not that vagina, then it's just like a hideous vagina. But like no one ever came from a perspective of like, wow, all vaginas are like equally disgusting or all vaginas are equally beautiful. And like, let's talk about something else. It's really like who was the person that was like declared one vagina style to be like the consummate vagina style. You know, now I'm wondering like what what if Ariana does have like a really weird vagina? Well, you know what? She wouldn't be the first person and she wouldn't be the last person. Like what if it's like way less normal than you would expect? Like what if you're like, it's probably just like pretty normal. Like what if there's like, it's really weird. What makes me think that it is pretty normal and that it's like all in her head is that she went and got waxed in front of like an audience of people. So like, I don't, I think if you really had like, yeah, if you had like vagina, like a weird vagina that you were very ashamed of or self-conscious of, I don't think you'd be like, hey, come in this room. I'm going to spread my legs as wide as possible and you can have a front row seat to someone like searing off my like labia hair like i don't i just like that's what i was like no her vagina's fine yeah that, that and i think she just has really bad body dysmorphia like yeah. i no, yeah like i mean that's definitely like ariana definitely does not have a really weird vagina it's no on her head but what right. creeps, yeah, what <laughs> creeps me out the most is that like Ariana, not creeps me out, like what makes me feel, I feel bad for her because it's like Ariana is literally like everything is working on a physical level. Like she's stunningly beautiful, has the best body, like et cetera, et cetera. And like she m- looks in the mirror and sees like some hideous wench. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. That is like, that's just like wild to think about. And that is like such a good example it's like a textbook example of what body dysmorphic disorder is. Yeah. And there's such like a, like a weird moment where like, she's talking about that, where she's like, I don't feel beautiful. And everyone immediately is like, you're so beautiful. And she's like, Mm -hmm. please stop. Like, I hate compliments. They make me feel uncomfortable. And everyone's like, but you're like so gorgeous. And it's tough. Cause it's like, I, I mean, a, her friends are telling the truth. Like, she's insanely good looking and yeah. like b of course they want to say they like they think they're being helpful but like it's weird it's like not right like yeah it's like you can't force someone to like accept their beauty and like change their self-esteem by complimenting them like that's just not how it works so i just hope that she like gets to a place of like knowing her beauty someday yeah both inside and out yeah. And vaginally speaking. <laughs> um, there's a moment where she says, like, she and Tom Sandoval resolved, like, their sexual issues, but they're, quote, not banging it out every day. And then the Bubba's both looked at each other, like, gave each other, like, a knowing glance. I know. And I was very curious whether that meant that they were like, well, we do bang it out every day. Or they're like, haha, relatable. Like, Yeah, like, 
I'm not sure where they were coming from. Yeah, me neither. I was really confused. And there was one reunion where like, I I think it was like after season one or two where Andy asked like which of the couples on the show has like the craziest sex. And everyone was like, oh, Tom and Katie. Like hands down. Yeah, which is a wild thing to think about. It, It would be... I feel like that, like, if I found out they had sex every day, that would be a very surprising, like, they seem so, like, unsexual, both individually and with each other, yeah. that, like, that would be very surprising. It would be really surprising, because I just imagine their home life is, like, they just, like, eat food and, like, watch TV and, like, fart in front of each other. Yeah. And, like, then they, like, go to bed and then do the same thing over and over and over and like never have sex. Stasi, Kristen, Rachel and Brittany all went to Jax's dad's funeral, which is like love that but still strikes me as very odd. Why odd that they would like travel or I guess it's just that that was like oh we're all going to go like I guess he is like a very solid tie that binds a lot of people to each other and like if you're going to be like supportive, like, I don't know. It just like, it kind of was like, it just, it just seems weird. The circumstances of like Christian and Stasi are unusual that it's not just like you dated the same guy. It's like your boyfriend cheated on you with this other person who now is your best friend. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, but that doesn't seem weird because it's not that they would all go to the funeral. It's that like, they clearly consider themselves like very good friends as a friend group and like, you know, went went to the funeral, I guess. Okay, so we need to talk about the Tom Tom of it all because this is where things got like officially insane. Yes. Like this, this, it, I mean, like my mind blew. This is no, I, it's insane. So Lisa has not cashed either Tom Sandoval or Tom Schwartz's checks that they wrote her. And she's on the fence. Like, I guess she's wait. I don't know what she's waiting for, but like, this is like, this is not how business is done. Right. Like this is not, that's not how it works when you invest in a restaurant. Right. That's definitely not. I mean, like I'm no restaurant investor, but like it's, like, it's so bizarre because it clearly was, like, it makes it feel like it's revealed that the idea that they're involved was created for the artifice of the show and for some drama. But, like, they went to a lot of length to, like, carry on this, like, farce that they were actually, like, paying money and, like... You know, Tom and Tom are negotiating like, oof, this is really going to like hurt our pocketbooks. And like, what if we can negotiate down a little bit? And like, and then it seemed also like they were unaware that the money was fake. If this was just a ruse to be a storyline on the show, like it, their reaction in this moment, like didn't make a lot of sense. The whole thing is like really unclear. And I think that maybe the restaurant, like maybe there's some sort of, way that she's like laundering money in and out of this restaurant stuff like because when tom sandoval says like ken's installing some crazy wine fridge but like no one in west hollywood like none no one in boys town is ordering bottles of wine so like why would that happen like it just nothing is adding up and this just seems like 
this is like a bad like she's like fucking them over and it got revealed and i need like <laughs> i need to like start a protest or something in west hollywood yeah and like i, I think it's sandoval who like points out the fact that like if she decides at the end of the day not to cash their checks and like not to make them partners or take their money that like she's still using their names and like yeah that like that she has you know not paid for any licensing of these you know like she's making like yeah like they deserve to have some piece of this whether it be a you know, upfront fee for using their names or a partnership. But like, it's weird for her to be like, I might not include you at all, but I'll just yeah. name the place Tom Tom. Yeah. It seems like she's like stringing them along. And then she either, I maybe she's like deciding no, cause they're paying either way. It's like, it makes no sense. And it seems like, an incredibly bad business deal and as someone who's experienced like very bad business deals i'm like so triggered by this it like threw me into like a hot sweat session i what i would love more than anything is to get like a forensic accountant and just sick them on the entire vanderbilt like not like actually give them any like open the books kind of thing but like just make them watch all the seasons of this and be like how much money do these people have? And therefore, can you explain why they live in these apartments and why they wear these clothes? And also what the <laughs> hell is going on with Tom Dom? Because these are, these are the big questions that everybody has about this series. It's like, what the hell is going on with the money of these people? Yeah, I think we, I need to like, we need to like crowdfund a private investigator <laughs> at this point. Like, <laughs> I feel like that could very easily happen and like then we would finally have the answers we deserve because things are not adding up. They have no contract. And then Lisa's also saying crazy things like I've got a reputation for making some of the most beautiful <laughs> restaurants around and I'm like in what fucking world are your restaurants some of the most beautiful restaurants around? Um, I also wrote down that exact line that she said because I was like, that is hilarious. Like, So I've never been to, I, I don't live in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. I've not had the pleasure and opportunity to ever eat in a meal at Sir or any other, or Villa Rosa. Or is it, no, that's where she lives. Villa Blanca. Yeah. Um, Villa Blanca, yeah. And then Villa Rosa is her I house, yeah. Of- tell from just purely television like they are not the most beautiful restaurants on the world Um, no it's like lisa's never seen an episode of like chef's table and also like has never dined at like an actual nice restaurant maybe in her life i have so many questions about her restaurant like empire other than these three restaurants that she owns in la Oh, like the, like the entire history of like how she and Ken made money. Like, do like how do they have millions and millions of dollars from like a restaurant industry where none of their restaurants are still open? Like, they had twenty seven restaurants. Yeah. Like, they're like richer than like the inventor of Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, it's- Buffalo Wild Wings has like twenty seven <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, like. It's like- Perplexing, like I mean, the restaurant business is like notoriously not a particularly good business, but like some people make money in it, and like even like a Mario Batali type who like owns many restaurants is like he's barely living their lifestyle, sort of right? Like, yeah, it's just it's very bizarre. Like, what yeah. is going? Like, 
this, my forensic accountant is going to get into this. Yeah, I'm calling the police. Like, <laughs> I've had enough. I've truly had enough. Um, Jack says that he's ready to be a dad if that opportunity comes into play um the part where he was like my dad's spirit is inside me or like he sort of was like i'm channeling my dad's spirit i feel like he now lives inside of me i was like that's not how death works like yeah i mean like not even in a like i don't believe in ghost way but like that's not really how to process or deal with the death of a parent no Mm -mm. um and this is like probably the meanest thing i'll ever say but i feel like he's like a little bit overreacting to his dad's death. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. His dad had cancer. He was probably sick. It wasn't sudden. Like he was sick. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he was not a young man. It, this happens. Lots of people. His Everyone dies. Yeah. Like he's not the first person to lose a parent. Like it's okay, Jax. Like I, I understand you're sad. This whole, the whole death, like it just. It's obviously, like, very, very sad. And, like, I definitely feel bad for anyone that has, like, lost a parent. I, like, that's awful. So, yeah, uh, course, that being said. Very yeah. Very sad. That being said, this particular, like, the way everyone's reacting about this death, like, I just am having a lot of problems with. Like, Jax's, like, freakouts at Sheena are one thing. But then when he's saying, like, he's like oh, when he died, like, Brittany was so there and she just, like, took over my entire life and took care of everything and, like, blah, blah, blah. That really freaked me out because it was, like, and this is, like, maybe the probably the worst thing I've ever said, but, like, I feel like Brittany was just waiting for that moment to happen so that she could, like, swoop in and, like, find some sense of worth in this relationship. And, like, and I... Yeah. It just is like everyone seems like they're dealing with this in like kind of a misguided way. I I don't necessarily think that like she was like waiting for old man Taylor to kick the bucket, but like but certainly that's what ended up happening is that like he finally saw her worth once she was able to like step up to the plate and like provide something for you know like yeah because he was he's always been so transactional in terms of like well i make the money make me a sandwich like Mm -hmm. that like he's sort of like you know who's pulling their weight in this relationship is so like you know he has such a like ledger board that like I don't think ledger birds a word, but you know. he keeps a, <laughs> no, I he get keeps a ledger of like, yeah, he keeps I make tabs. Money, so therefore you have to do this and like da da da. And now he like finally sees like, oh, well, she booked the flights for me when I was too sad to call the airline. And like she like took over and did all this stuff. Like, therefore now like I can. But it's sort of like I think in a healthy relationship, you would just be like wow, that's so nice that this person did this. They were my rock in this time of trouble, just like I would be their rock in a time of trouble. Like, you know. Yeah, and that's what I was more speaking to is like the transactional nature where it's like, oh, she just did the biggest thing in his mind that anyone could possibly do. But it's like, just because she did that, like even with in her mind, like her thinking that it's like kind of, wrong because it's like you shouldn't have it shouldn't have to be like oh i did this so now i get the love yeah like you exactly should- yeah 
Um, so we get into Sheena and Lala's like falling out and we find out that Sheena's never asked Lala how she's doing. Like Sheena just made it all about her after she got her Vegas show. And like Lala goes, when's the last time you asked me how I was doing? And then Sheena's like, um, it was definitely a couple months ago, like, <laughs> which just like made me lol hard because I can't, I feel like I'm always asking people how they're doing. I, I mean, I feel like this is, I feel sympathetic again to Shayna. Like she, like, is she living in Las Vegas? Is that the idea? Like she's kind of away from all of them. Like she's not in the mix. Like she's out yeah. of town. Like, I, you know, I don't know. She's doing her thing. Like, I don't know. It's like, I, it, she didn't do anything wrong other than like be slightly inattentive. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like Sheena is also the kind of person that it just is, like, all about her all the time or, like, all about Rob all the time. And it's just, like, she doesn't have, like, she just doesn't have kind of that social grace of being able to, like, have a conversation with someone if it's not talking about something that has to do with her life. You know, this just made me realize, do you think that, like, do you think that that is what works in the friendship with Ariana that, like, Ariana has so like has such a self-esteem problem that like she loves being with someone who never asks her how she is and like is so all about themselves. In the yeah, I think you're thinks yeah. her vagina is ugly. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. I really do because like even in the dynamic that happens when she like goes to see Sheena when Sheena walks like storms off to get her makeup done, it's just like it's kind of caretaking and like it just is like she gets to pay attention to Sheena and like deal with all of Sheena's problems, but ne- it never has to be turned back on herself. Mm-hmm. Sheena's and Rob's origin story was really incredible. They had their first kiss at Disneyland. Yeah. As the That's- snow, as the <laughs> snow was falling. <laughs> and like, and then she says, like, Rob pulled away when the Toka Madera rumor started. And then they broke up two weeks after the show wrapped. And Queen Dodie was on it. She goes, manipulation at its finest. So, I, I have to say, I don't really understand how that's manipulation. And, and I also, like, I, I feel like I, there's a lot I don't understand about what was happening. Like, I don't understand if, her, if like, Shayna's theory is that, like, you guys fucked up my relationship. Or if... Her, her theory is like he was actually making out with some other girl and he was stringing me along for the show because he didn't want to break up with me during the season. I think it's like a combination of all of it. I don't, I think she's still like processing it, but I feel like Rob probably did make out with another girl. And then when that was about to get exposed, he was like, fuck, like I'm out of here. Like I'm not going to be outed as like this dick on TV. So I'm not, I'm just going to not deal with it. Like not be there really for Sheena to like break up with her while we're filming, but also like not really be around so I can be held accountable for like my actions. And I feel like that's, I mean, what's confusing is I don't think that that's necessarily manipulation 101 or like, is that manipulation? It's something bad. I'm just not sure manipulation is the right word for it. Um, no, I mean, I think it's kind of manipulative because I think he did want a show to like, he wanted a platform to kind of like be on because it's like he was on the show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Vanderpump Rules is the kind of like, 
if you're on Vanderpump Rules, you're on fucking Vanderpump Rules. Like, you can act like you're better than this show, and you can, like, try and be kind of, like, a veil bloom about it. But, like, the facts remain that you decided to be on Vanderpump Rules. So, like, yeah, I think that he knew what he was doing to some extent. And then when things got a little, when he, like, started to get Vanderpumped, he was like, ugh, and then just kind of, like, it wasn't working anymore. So there's a weird part where Lala is saying that Rob would only come hang out with them if Lala's man would text him to invite him there. Like, yeah, that he would blow them off unless Lala's man texted him and be like, come out and meet us. And I don't understand the implication of that. Is it that, like, he was trying to use, like, he was trying to get access to Lala's boyfriend as a, like, more important producer? Yeah, I think so. I think it was just, like, he had gone full Hollywood. So he's just, like, the implication, he's just, like, a professional and social climber. Yeah. He's just, like, Rob's looking out for Rob, first and foremost. (sighs) Rob. 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 I know. And Sheena says Rob broke her. That's so sad. It's which was really sad. sad. Yeah, it was sad. And like, I feel like that there was someone who was a guest on one of your recent podcasts who I feel like talked about this, how like when you, I think it was um, Tracy, uh, uh, Tracy Morrison Egan, who is like Tracy, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you get out of a divorce and then you like jump into like another relationship right away, and you're like things are fine, and then like when that one ends, that's when like that's when everything, everything comes, comes crashing, crashing down. down. Yeah, I feel like that seems very much like that made sense. Like that analysis, like made sense in terms of what Shana was saying. Yeah, but, like, totally. She wasn't broken with shit, like. She moved on very quickly from Shay, and then, like, now she's actually, like, dealing with, like, being broken. Yeah. And now she knows what it's like. Like, she's having to, like, come to terms with everything. It's very sad. I feel very sad sad. for her. I know. I feel bad for her, but I'm also, like, like, work through it and stop being such a psycho, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) TBD. Um, and then Jax flips out and he's like, you didn't, cause everyone's like, well, why did Jax, like, why were you saying that Rob said he's not in love with Sheena when that's not really what he said? And it's like, well, that's like just Jax's like classic state of mind to begin with. But then he starts flipping out and he like accuses Sheena of not calling him when his father died and like spirals into like a Coke rage. Yeah. This is where like Jax's whole ruse of like, I, I've, gone through a difficult thing and come out the other side to change man like completely falls apart like yeah he not only like is old like he's not it's not even old text he just becomes like a fucking monster yeah and like he's a true monster like he's mad like he's mad that she didn't go to the funeral like i believe her when she says like i texted you like yeah and i kind of feel to be honest like that's fine like Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to text someone like when a family member dies to say something instead of calling them. I like, yeah. D- I think know, he's just trying on your friendship, but like, can, like a Jackson Sheena friendship. I think a text was fine. I think he's just really trying to like get out of having to like take responsibility for being a liar and like 
and also it's just like he has so much unprocessed rage like it has to come out at someone and sheena just is like the person that seems like the easiest person to rage out on yeah like i think he's like still mad about the adam thing although i feel like the adam thing was like so fake that like yeah how could he even be mad about it yeah Um, and i think also it's like because sheena's like oh my god like we were just in vegas we were at somewhere in vegas and he was high as fuck saying i love you so much this is great which i basically was like oh my god is she like admitting i like feel like she was talking high as fuck on like ecstasy or like some sort of amphetamine like i got the sense that when you're like i love you i love you it's like you're either on blow or like ecstasy but like so Jax is now pulling this other like this totally backhanded move of being like flipping out on her for literally no reason yeah or just as like a manipulation like it was it was really crazy and like he's like she storms off like to the bathroom and he's like going nuts like yeah and And just continues to scream and scream and like he keeps like he's like she can't keep a man like which is like a really weird like it's a a very bad insult for Jax Taylor to say, particularly, you know, like, yeah, like totally. You're not good at relationships. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> like, it's, it's also such a, like a, like, it's such a misogynistic thing to be like, she has a problem because she can't keep a man, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's also like, I wish that Sheena could be, have more of like a backbone because it's like she gets, she reacts, like she's so reactive to everything he says that it's like, it, it like all she'd have to do is be like, shut the fuck up and like throw something back in his face. And, but like he just knows exactly where to like hit someone to like disable them. Like if it was, if he was doing this to like, you know, like, katie or lala or like any of the other girls i think like they would lala would not be yeah is even like an outlier like that she would not put up with that for a second but like even like katie or like stassi or kristen like they wouldn't deal with it but like yeah like Shayna's like very weak in that way yeah um yeah was he i'm trying to remember was he was he the one who called her divorceo yeah I love divorce. He loves a divorce. burn. It's like what? That's a divorce. It's the best. We got into some really good stuff. There was, you know, there was a lot of issues. I mean, like, I feel like we didn't even fully cover the Jack's rage thing at the end. But it's like, what more can you even say? Like, he yeah, was just, like I don't like ranting. Like it, it wasn't even words were being said. It was just like a blubbering mess and like it was like just a complete change from the beginning of the episode where he was like really in a good place like being sort of like thoughtful and introspective and like you know being sort of like accountable for what he did and like really seemed like wow like this is he's you know he's sort of like you know being like a good guy and like it seems like he has a an accurate perspective on the world now and then like 30 minutes later he's flying off the handle yeah i mean i think it comes back to like severe like intimacy issues like he had like a really vulnerable and real moment and then immediate like he can't actually like handle that and so the only way to neutralize that vulnerability is to like immediately like flip out and like punish someone Mm mm-hmm 
What so. do you think is going to happen on like the next two episodes? Like I'm trying to remember like what even like what has been left to discuss more of like what more are they going to drill into? Um, I think that they're going to get to the bottom of the James and Kristen of it all. And like it will come out that they slept together and Billy Lee and Stassi will have a face off. And yeah, I don't know what else. Is there any who else would like come on like guest appear other than Billy Lee? I'm trying to think. I feel like Peter will come out and give drinks to everyone. Oh my god, so sad, poor Peter. Yeah, that's like his classic role in all of this. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> um, and then who else? I hope Raquel like comes out and does a twirl, but I don't think we'll get to see Raquel. Like me, I mean, yeah, like Jeremy, I don't, I feel like he's not really necessarily to like the Billy Lee story. Yeah. I don't think Jeremy's going to get a moment. He's like not very dynamic on camera. Yeah. Like we don't need to hear from him. I hope Carter comes out. Yeah. I'm sort of interested to know more about Carter. I would love to see like Carter and James like yell at each other or like. Some of the other... I mean, we're not going to see a Patrick, right? No, I don't think we'll get to see a Patrick. I think Patrick's done. Yeah. It was like nice... Like, he's burned the yeah. bridge. And it was nice to see Stasi talk about, like, when I went back... When I saw those episodes, I saw how bad that was. And, like, I didn't like the person that I was. And, like, you know, that was really, like, touching to be like, wow, like... I'm happy for Stassi now. Like, she was in a terrible relationship, and now she's out of it, and she saw. I'm glad that she was aware and had that moment, and, like, she deserves love, and, like, she gets it. Yeah. Some, to some extent, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This was, like, amazing. Um, I am just so happy that I came on this wonderful podcast that i enjoy listening to all the time um i am so happy that i got a chance to talk for an hour about more about vanderpump rules this is personally i'm living my dream Um, good that makes two of us because i've been (laughs) following you on twitter for a long time and i was like gosh she's so like funny and smart like i need like some sort of connection so now pump rules is like the tie that binds everyone together um i feel like it i feel like it's a real like community of pump heads so i i have my own i've been very happy to uh i recently joined the facebook group for this podcast very excited oh good yeah there's a lot happening in there yeah um i had i was on my own journey in search of a vanderpump community so a while ago i had created a slack group um because i use slack a lot at work and i was like it's already open on my computer i would love to just hop in and talk about vanderpump with people um so i have like a little it's not that active unfortunately um but well, the really, facebook group yeah. is like basically as active as like a very active slack yeah. there's like constant updates and everything i mean i'm sure you see so yeah. wait can people join the slack group um, or they can um it's weirdly like i the way slack works is like it's not really easy to make it like actually open to the public um like you can't go to a website and join um but if you want you can dm me on twitter and i'll add you uh love just prepare yourself <laughs> just DM me on, oh. 
I love that like we're creating a community of people that are like not doing their jobs and instead like <laughs> at work are actively DMing about Vanderpump like, Rules. I, just, I need like a multimedia experience on all platforms. Like I need to tweet about it. I need to be in Slack. I need to be in a Facebook group. Like I need to talk about it on a podcast. I feel like yeah. I need No, it's like you have possible. to process it. Yeah. You can't just like you cannot watch the show and like internalize everything. Yeah. Like you need to like find your people and like hash it out yeah and it's been really like wonderful to discover who in my life watches the show and it's like sometimes surprising um but it's it's a beautiful thing that like only some people can understand you know yeah it's yeah. truly beautiful uh, well thank you again and you're welcome back literally anytime um well thank you so much for having me um and uh, yeah that's all bye this episode of the Sexy Unique Podcast was brought to you by the following premium sponsors, Meredith Good and Lori Wheat. Thanks to you guys, it's all happening. I know I'm feeling, cause I know, I know I'm feeling, cause I know, I know. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.